Are you wanting to heal your relationship? Or maybe you're not sure, but you'd like to explore the idea, and that's led you to this podcast. I'm Morgan Robinson, and my husband Brad is an international affair recovery expert. Together, we founded Marriage Solutions, a multi-location group marriage counseling private practice devoted exclusively to helping couples heal and rebuild their relationship to stronger than ever before. In fact, we're the best-reviewed couples therapists in the Midwest. Check us out at MyMarriageCheckup.com. People change when there's pain, but you have to have a plan in place, a system in place to go keep changing. There's just no questions about it. You're going to be back in it if you don't go get the help that you need. And so there's no fooling around with this kind of stuff. You have to get the help you need. Hello and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about what to do when they won't stop the affair. This is really important. I bet a lot of people have asked, how do we do this? What do we do when they won't stop the affair? Right, Brad? Morgan, this this subject that we're going to be talking about today is actually a really crucial one. And it's one that I certainly don't want anybody to take lightly. And I definitely don't want to be misunderstood when I'm talking about this. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about what I've seen work. I uh, am one of the only few people probably of a handful of people in the world who deal with infidelity on a regular basis, an everyday basis. You know, there's a very, very extremely small percentage of the therapeutic community that deal with this. And I'm sure that they would report having similar results or similar experiences of what I'm going to talk about. So I really want to talk about what I've seen work and let our listeners decide what is best for them to do. I might talk about what I would do, but I'm going to talk about the two different things uh, that I've seen work when they won't end the affair. Basically, what you want to do when someone won't end the affair, I'll just jump right into it, is A, you can say, I'm not taking this crap anymore. I don't deserve this. We have been, I've been trying to get you to stop. I've been trying to get you to refocus on our marriage. I can't take this crap anymore. And so you can say something like that, give an ultimatum like that. You know, it's me or her. It's going to be either her or it's going to be me. If you give an ultimatum like that, though, you have to really be prepared to deal with the consequences because that doesn't always work. You know, and that's the unfortunate thing about option A and option B is they don't always work when you do them. Option B is, and I've seen this work as well, but it's where you wait it out over a period of time that can even equal several years. And the longest I've seen somebody wait it out is about three years. That where it was actually successful. I've seen people wait it out two years, not successful. I've seen people wait it out you know, a year, 18 months, be successful. And so you have to really decide what you want. If I were in this situation and we have a 20-month-old right now, I would wait it out. If I were in this situation and we didn't have kids and this were an affair that would not end after, and I can't really even put a specific amount of time on it, I would probably do the first option. I'm not taking this crap anymore. I don't deserve this. I'm young. I want to have kids. I want to move on with my life. It kind of depends on where you're at and your stage of life. But let me let me talk about why these things work and maybe why they don't work. They both can get to the same result, which is helping the one who's having the affair come to their senses. 
And how this first one works is, you know, when we say, I'm not taking this crap anymore, I don't deserve this, It's you draw a line in the sand, and you say, and you got to follow through on it. If you're going to do it, put it, you draw a line in the sand and you kind of just let this person go and you move forward with your life. How that works, it works in a, it's really guided by a very simple principle of human behavior. People are motivated by avoiding pain. We are all about getting away from pain and moving towards pleasure. And so, so if you cut somebody out or you, and you say, I'm not going to take this crap, I'm moving on there is going to be pain, you know, tremendous pain there. You know, we've talked about before how the one who is being betrayed and all the irony in all of this, the one who's being betrayed has a higher significance in the offender's life than the actual affair partner does. You're actually way more important than the affair partner. And, and so the thought of losing you is enough to kind of get them to reconsider and stop their tracks and that kind of thing. But if they're in a full-blown limerent affair, you know, just telling them, okay, I'm not taking this crap anymore, I don't deserve this, may not work. And so option B may be more appropriate. But also you need to really think about this. And because it may be based on your your period and, you know, your stage in life. Kids, no kids, older kids, younger kids, uh, we're married, we're not married. It really depends. It could be how long the affair has been going on. You got to weigh all of this, and I know you, I know you guys do. But these are just some ways. The level of deception. Yeah, the level of deception. What kind of affair? That's a great point, Morgan. It's an excellent point. You know, all these things have to be, you know, the quality of the relationship beforehand. And so, when they won't end the affair, the prevailing wisdom among marriage counselors is just to let the person go and move on with your life. So you should only make a decision like this if you can live with the consequences. You should only make a decision um, to just end the relationship and be done with it when you are ready to live with the consequences. And because that often works, but it often doesn't either. And it works to save the relationship, to have them coming back to you and say, hey, wait, I really do want you. I really do want this. I don't want to lose you. You You are important to me. Because they have to come to their senses. You know, they have to kind of experience pain to have experience a wake-up call. People only change when they experience pain. And that's kind of an episode of another podcast is, you know, people only change when they experience pain. There's a window of opportunity to really change. You know, we're, we're habit, creatures of habit. And so, you know, habits are changed, personalities are changed, people are changed. You know, ways of doing things are changed when we experience a lot of pain. But just because we experience pain doesn't mean we're going to be changed forever either. That we're going to take action and, so, yeah. and make a different decision. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily mean that. I mean, you know, like somebody who's, you know, uh, I remember having a couple one time where this was like the fourth affair the husband was caught in. He was bawling his eyes out on my couch. Uh, the wife was like, I don't even know what to do with him. I'm just in shock. You know, I think I want to be done. And he... You know, my heart went out to him, seeing how much pain he's in, how much he's crying, you know. And she was saying, you know, he's done this before. He'd just kind of cry like this before. And he's in a a lot of pain. And this is his opportunity to change right here. But as soon as he's out of pain, you know, the motivation has gone to change. And so, you know, we once we don't feel pain anymore, we rely back on our old habits. 
And so this is why you have to do therapy. This is why you have to do marriage counseling. This is why you've got to, you know, you, because I'm, you know, I'm all about reconciliation and helping people work through things. What I'm not for is about reconciliation just to stay the same. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents divorced and I've had a lot of time to think about this, especially with what I do for a living and, you know, the infidelity that my mother experienced from my father. My dad never really has changed as a person, you know, in all his years of life. You know, maybe it was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't benefit from them being divorced at all, but I can definitely see how my mother came to that conclusion. And now as an adult, uh, knowing what I know now, I don't really hold it against her for leaving, but I really did as a kid. I was really mad at her and upset with her because I got the short end of the stick as a kid. And, you know, now that I'm further removed, I can, I can appreciate where she's coming from better. But people will change, but they don't change overnight. They've got to go get help. You got to get outside help to change. And so, you know, there's people who cry and are remorseful and they mean everything they're saying when they're saying it because they're in pain. But if there's not a system to go participate in and change your behavior, there's a good chance of repeating that behavior. So you've got to follow through. We're habit-based creatures. Everybody does it. We've all met people who've had a near-death experience with their weight and then they lose weight and then they put it back on when the threat's gone. It's the same freaking thing. There's not a there's not a lick of difference, very little if there's any, between this infidelity and that. It's still the same subconscious thought processes that have to be worked through. So you've got to grow from this. You've got to be different from this. And like I said, Morgan, I'm all about reconciliation, but I'm not about reconciliation if you're gonna keep doing the same freaking crap and get exposed to more hurt and not get any better. That's not the message that we're trying to send out there. This is really about healing broken trust. It's possible you can do it. You can have a better than before marriage, a fantastic marriage after infidelity. And this podcast is really all about the healing steps, what it takes to do that. And so I'm getting off on a tangent. Probably said enough about it that I don't need to go do a second podcast. Maybe we need to do one further on that. But people... I just, I'll just finish this thought. Maybe I'm repeating myself, but, you know, people change when there's pain. And so if there's, but you have to have a plan in place, a system in place to go keep changing. People who are sex addicts, when they get caught, they feel tons of remorse. But if they don't go do a treatment program and go work through it, they're going to be back in it. There's just no questions about it. You're going to be back in it if you don't go get the help that you need. And so there's no fooling around with this kind of stuff. You have to get the help you need. You're motivated by it. You feel the pain. You feel the shame. You know you hate yourself for it. But you got to go work with people who know how to help you through this stuff or you're not going to get any better. Your relationship isn't going to get any better. And you're just going to be repeating the same crap over and over again. And nobody wants that. Your spouse doesn't want that. You don't want to keep doing that to them. Nobody wants that. And so back to what we're talking about, what to do when they won't stop the affair. People are motivated by getting away from pain. And so if you're more important to them, and I believe you are, as you know, as a general sense, there's, there may be exceptions to this out there, but I really, you know, be far, few and far between where the affair partner is actually more important than the spouse. Everybody thinks they are, you know, because it's like, well, they share more with them. They've seen love letters. It's been going on for three years and we've been married for 30 years and he's been having an affair for 30 years or, or three years. So everybody always thinks the affair partner is more important than they are. But in reality, 
you know, you're more important than they are. You guys have had kids together. You guys have created a life together. You guys have grown up together. How could somebody he just met or she just met be more important than you? They're not. So if you say, I'm done, I'm not taking this crap anymore, there's a really good chance that they're going to experience a lot of pain and kind of come to their senses and really begin to want to end the affair. You know, work through it. What you're saying reminds me of, I think it's a Jim Rohn quote, but I, I can't recall and I'm probably going to butcher it, but I think it's worth saying. You know, someone said, well, you know, I am, a, you know, I, I worked on myself and it didn't work. And, you know, I worked on myself and I, it was good for a time, but then we slid backwards or I didn't, you know, I didn't stick. Well, he says, well, I showered once too, but you kind of have to keep doing that every day. You know, you have to keep doing that every week. So it's it's like showering. You, you can't just do it once and expect, you know, to not stink ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing, you know, we've heard people say, well, I told them I loved them when we got married, right? Well, you, the point of what I'm trying to say is if you're not continually working on yourself, developing yourself, developing your relationship, spending the investment in your relationship, spending the time in your relationship, it's going to be like, like showering, you know, you have to keep doing it. So anyways, what you said just sort of yeah, you have to keep, came you have to, to me. You have to grow. You have to work on this. You know, you can't be who you were the day before this affair was discovered. You right. know, you can't be who you were. You've got to grow and be a different person. Both people have to grow and be a different person. You can't be who you were the day... You know, the affair happened. And expect it to not happen again. Yeah, and not yeah, it's insanity. You've got to grow and change. And some of you guys have been waiting on the sidelines to go get help or do a retreat or work with us. You can't do that. You gotta go get help. You gotta work through this. And if you can't do that right now at this very moment, we do have a master class coming up uh from the date of this podcast. And the price goes up, you know, every week a hundred dollars. So make sure that you that you go to healingbrokentrust.com and sign up for that masterclass. It's a six-week masterclass. It is online, so you can do it from anywhere in the world. We will provide you with a recording of the masterclass if maybe you miss a week or you'd like to review what we said. It's going to be very, very helpful and transformative to your relationship. So definitely consider that it's it's a low you know risk it's thing of the, it's a fraction of the cost of what it would come to work with us to travel take time off of work and do this you can do it from the comfort of your home you can even if you can't attend it live you can definitely get a recording of it so you can you know view it later um right and it's there's no risk involved yeah. in this at all yeah there's no risk uh it is meant to be done together though, ideally, uh, because you will be doing exercises in your home with your spouse. So definitely consider doing it together. Mm -hmm. That's important. Um, But again, it's healingbrokentrust.com. And you can click the button at the top of the page and sign up there. Um, It does talk to you about what is all covered in this particular masterclass. We probably will have different masterclasses in the future, um, but this is the one we are doing right now. Brad, do you have anything else you want to say? I do, actually. I just wanted to mention, Morgan, that if you're going to pull the trigger and say, I'm not taking this crap anymore, you know, it really has to be your decision. It can't be my decision for you because you're listening to this podcast. It needs to be something that you truly believe is right for you in your gut. You know, because you're the one living with the consequences. I'm not going to be affected by it. Your family is going to be affected by it. Your children are going to be affected by it. So you have to really know it's the right thing to do if you do it. You know, consult with friends, 
family if they know about it. If you want to talk to them about it, consult with them. Consult with spiritual advisors. I know sometimes about you know the, the nature of divorce is important to think about. If that's important to you, if that aspect of uh, spirituality is important to you, definitely consult that. Include that you know into your uh, evaluation. You know those are your values, and so you need to really. But be very careful about who you consult because there's a lot of bad advice out there. And even the people that you care about the most or you feel care about you the most will still give you advice that might go contrary to your... Yeah, that's a good point. To your life. You know, really, you know, that's an excellent point. I think the best... You want to go with somebody who's marriage-friendly, people who ultimately are, you know, who believe that it's people are better off being married and happily married and... You know, who want to see you make it? You want to get people who who lean that way. I've dealt with a lot of people who had kind of spiritual advisors who, because there was an affair, they were automatically like, "Well, there's your out. You can divorce. God's okay with it." You know, and it's like, what? They weren't going there for to hear that. They were going there like, "How do you? How do we work through this?" I don't want a divorce. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't stop loving somebody just because you found out about this. Because they know? made a mistake. Yeah. Because yeah, and so. The best kind of people to talk to about this, in my opinion, are going to be people who work with this on a regular basis. Again, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to a therapist near you, uh, somebody that you can talk to. I wouldn't just go to like any individual therapist. I would go to somebody who works with couples because they're going to be able to give you a 365 degree, 300, excuse me, they're going to be able to give you a 360 degree view <laughs> Not 365 days, but a 360-degree view of a situation like this and help you understand it and maybe even help you understand kind of where they're coming from more, where you can really kind of share it because you it's it's just too important of a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And now you may already be there where you're like, I don't give a crap anymore. This has gone on for way too long and I just don't care. And that's okay. But if But you need to make a decision that you feel comfortable living with. And you want to speak with a, if you're going to talk to a friend or a spiritual advisor, don't just go to a yes person. Go to someone who would have both you and your spouse's interest at heart. Yeah, you know? that's a great point, Morgan. And you really want to go with somebody who understands negative cycles. And that's kind of why I mentioned, that's a great point, Morgan. You know, if you're going to go to someone, you want to go to someone who understands negative cycles that relationships are a two-way street because often if you go to an individual therapist who just works with individuals only and sometimes occasionally a couple here and there yeah, they don't really have a their framework isn't think in terms of negative cycles how we or even are. couples yeah or even couples and so you want to be careful with that so anyway if you do this it needs to be because you believe it's the right thing to do it often works because it creates pain there's the fear of loss and pain can motivate somebody to come to their senses. But when you decide to, you know, just wait it out, that strategy I've seen, I have seen work where maybe I worked with a couple and then they came back in years later when that person finally ended the affair. And sometimes what gets them to end the affair is they, the limerence runs out. You know, they they come to their senses. They come to their senses. They fight with the affair partner. They get upset with the affair partner. The affair partner betrays them. And and then their spouse is able to provide some sort of emotional safety or security to them. And they realize, you know what? I should have been with you all along. I've made a mistake. I made a mistake. So Morgan, those are pretty much my thoughts on this. Again, if you do this, it needs to be your decision. 
uh, one that you really have reached on your own conclusion. Those are kind of the two paths that you can take. I'd like to get into this topic more uh, and talk about it more because there's a lot more we can say on this. And so I'm going to get into it in a future episode. Well, have you booked your retreat yet? Make sure to go to healingbrokentrust.com for more information and call 918-281-6060 to book your retreat today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healing Broken Trust podcast. As always, this information is for education and entertainment purposes only.